My dad was in Dallas on November 22nd and 62. He was there for a convention. He had his movie camera there. And I guess somebody was going through in a parade and blood got all over his shirt. And he said, God damn it, I just bought this camera. So he threw in the thing. And, you know, who, did, who knew that he was standing right beside the fucking uh, president getting killed? That's, uh, how do you know, not know you take a picture of John Lennon on December? Somebody just found it on a roll of film. Oh, that's right. That's Lennon, the Beatle guy. Yeah, I took a picture of him two hours before he got shot. But then I had to go home and watch the fucking Mets game. <laughs> fucking John Stearns had a base hit single. Lee Mazzilli scored. They finished 300 games under first. John Stearns. <laughs> I love Stearns. Let's just rock out a little bit because I'm going to get, I might get a little vile, buddy. Shit could get real as soon as the Blues Brothers come real. I had the mis- misfortune of watching the Blues Brothers original. The original Blues Brothers, and then Blues Brothers 2000, which I threw a shoe through the set. You ever seen that abortion? <laughs> oh, crowd's right, coming buddy. in. They're filing in. They are filing in. Are you cool? I'm so, ready, buddy. Are you a little toasty? Uh, yeah, I am. I can hook up a fan. I'm a good... Fuck Well, hi and hello, everybody. Once again, coming from these stately studios from the Sports Rookie Radio Network. On time as always, Jake. <laughs> Jake Jacobson. Good thing. You know, it's a shame it's summertime. The doldrums of summer is before football. The Rays are having a rough roadie. Your Mets are just, you know, All having right. a rough time. Your manager's a little off Stop center. Stop talking about the Mets. Um, it's a shame there's nothing going on at all, in, uh, especially in this neck of the woods, Florida. I will tell you this. As you are listening to the No Holds Bar program with Ozzy the Sports Junkie, I'm Jake Jacobson. Correct. The fact is, if we were actually doing a radio show and had to be on time every single day, we yes. would have been fired after a week. We would have got fired. <laughs> we would have got fired. Well, that's the beauty of the podcast format. Oh, two-week hiatus. We're back in the right. studios. Last and I week, psyched. you took a knee. Would you pull a hammy? No, my my job just didn't uh, cooperate. Cooperate? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get out. I've had a little rough run at work myself, but man, what a two weeks I've had. I got I got news so big that I can't release it. But you let's cannot just say release it. It's I, gonna. I, I hate when people tease like I know. that. When can you release it? It's gonna. That's what she said last night. Um, it's gonna be released uh, January fifteenth. Midway Stop through, it. right Come before, on. oddly enough, right before the football season. Hmm. You said January fifteenth. Oh, I'm sorry, July. Fuck uh, January. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'd be doing the Super Bowl. I got a job selling peanuts. Speaking of selling peanuts, well, they might not be selling peanuts for very much longer. As Stu Sternberg, well, I thought I was pissed off when he closed the upper deck uh, and cried poor mouth. He comes out. I think it was Tuesday with this convoluted cockamamie. Uh, Mishugana, Vakakta. Excellent words. Plan of splitting half the season between St. Petersburg and Montreal. Montreal can't have, can't, I, I can't see anyone in Montreal. If they want a team, they want a full season team. And the way he spun that, that press conference was such a loaded horse shit. He goes, it's an exciting time to be a Tampa Bay Rays fan. That's like saying it's an exciting time to watch your wife get raped. I mean, are you shitting me? It's an exciting time you're going to steal our goddamn team, man. And I've done the numbers, Jake. That team he bought for $200 million is now worth a billion. He came to the table in Ybor City. All he would offer up was 150 He never even got close to the two. 
You mean to tell me you couldn't have got, get a loan for Christ's sake. You know the banking business. Put in 400, the deal would have been done. They'd be working on it right now. And guess what, Stu? Your billion dollar team in two years would be worth a billion and a half. Well, he, he did say in the press conference he didn't believe that the Tampa market can sustain the team for a full 81 games at How, home. Tam, the Tampa Bay market, there. if, if, it, if it, the inevitable happens and they leave Florida, we can say one thing. St. Pete failed. St. Pete failed. It's 600,000 people in, in Pinellas County. A lot of them are underprivileged, a lower income, and a lot of them are old people. That's a horrible combination. There's four fucking million people in Hillsborough, Pasco, Hernando, and Manatee. Because people realize Manatee County, unless you live down here, the only way you're getting to Tampa, you're not going to Skyway. Well, I would assume. Four million. They deserved that, a shot. They should have deserved a, a trip to the plate, Jake, well, in baseball I, vernacular. Again, an assumption, maybe good or bad, but you would think a bright guy like him, a business guy worth over $800 million, did homework on this and found out that Tampa he did a survey or something and found out that maybe the increase in attendance wasn't that big a, a difference between that and St. Pete. Then now and don't get me wrong, I am pissed off about this too. It's gonna be. A- I want baseball here. I think it's a stupid idea. If you don't want, if you want to split, just go to Montreal and get out of here. Yeah, don't 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 belittle our intelligence like we're a bunch of freaking hayseeds. Stu, you got to know that everyone from Florida is from Chicago, New York, and upper. From the Midwest. Midwest, yeah. Less than 10% are hayseeds. We know shit when we see it, and we know bullshit when we see it. Sometimes you got to put a little your own money into your business, and it comes back tenfold. Go across town there and ask Mr. Vinnick, who puts 75, 100 million of his own money into that place, and now he's got the highest payroll in the NHL and the best-run team in sports. Minus this last disaster in yeah, the playoffs. I, I really, I, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of Sternberg. I can't, and and Jeffrey Vinnick, but you would love the idea of somehow Vinnick getting involved with Sternberg and showing him the ropes because apparently he has a, a you know recipe for success when it comes to sports team. Now, whether he can do it in baseball, my inkling is yes. Do you think that? First because up, I think fans would get excited just knowing that Jeffrey Vinnick, oh, course, who's built thing. up the whole oh. Channel side area of Tampa Bay. The fact is, fans would say, you know what? If he's involved, I see success. If he's involved, I, it's nothing but a plus. This late-breaking news, just as I left the house on the way down here to the State Lee Studios, my car was late. My car service sucks. Pablo is my driver. Oh, he, had to, he had to pick up a package for me on the way over. Um, this just in. Yes. The, this Boristine guy, whoever is in, the leading guy to own the Montreal franchise. Bronson. By the way. Oh, Charles. What are you talking about, Jake? Bronson. Arroyo? No, no. Bronson, right. Pin, Bronson Pinchot, no, the, the, the actor <laughs> no, from Let's Get, uh, what was his name, Looper? He, uh, he says that there is a chance that, he, well, he wants to buy into the Rays, even in the Tampa Bay half Rays. They're going to call them the X-Rays, the half Rays. This idea way, is so goddamn Brof, stupid. Brofman, Stephen Brofman is the guy uh, that he spoke to a few do, years do, ago. No, look, no other city wanted to do this. There's a reason why. It's absurd. Now, ridiculous. Again, just explain this to me. Again, I'm, I, I do understand. Look, Sternberg's a bi- uh, businessman, and it, and it has been a failure. The fans have not come out to St. Pete to support. And you look over sure. their 20-year, 22-year existence. fact is, half of their career, they have been a successful team as far as they're fun to watch sure. at least half and that's pretty good for a team that comes you know from an expansion team right they, the first 10 years was complete shit and then joe madden came along he was in his last year year four well, california joe general and managers boom. and all that they, and they did everything they job. do now is gold every trade they make is gold yeah they this this last road trip 
And I'm, I'll get to the timing of the announcement. Couldn't have been any worse either. But is it? Give me the uh, scenario. My is it my understanding correct that the Rays would play the first part of the season half in Tampa yeah. and the second half in Montreal? Is no. that a fact? Yeah. But now, no, no. why don't we get the second half? Well, I get because it's a little sweltering. I got a newsflash. It's it, sweltering in May. It's sweltering in April. I don't want to sit outside. It was we just had the hottest May on record. It rains every goddamn day. No way does Montreal want a half a team. Yeah, but they're getting if they're getting it, they're getting it the right half because if they're in a playoff push, it's exciting. The first half oh. is positioning yourself. It's like a horse race. Getting in there, you know, the first half yeah, of the race, where then you, you take control. Stay home and you have to race home to watch a meaningless Mets Padre game while your wife's out on the town. That's a disagreement story. <laughs> that goes back to last week's show. You gotta keep notes on this show. Listen, and then it gets even worse. So Stu says this Who gets the playoffs? That, that, uh, Montreal does. See that, that that's horseshit. That's yeah. crap. You've been a Mets fan as long as you've been uh, walking. You remember when the Mets had going to Montreal? Sure, they had a couple of good years with Gary Carter and Ellis Valentine and Andre Dawson. I remember that stadium, and it was a shithole too. My Some son kid was going. Was there. They had those wazuzas. That's all you heard was a wazuza and a hideous stadium. They couldn't draw flies. Yes. So, but they're gonna, what, if they build a new stadium, why oh, wouldn't a city that is big? Uh, uh, what's you, the, what's the population? Montreal, I don't know. I'll find out. By the way, who the fuck's going to want to play where they got to live half the year in St. Pete and half of it in Montreal, French Canadian speaking? Were they not too crazy about Americans, as I understand? Uh, the the, the idea is so stupid. It has to be voted in by the, the owners. They're going to shoot it down. It's an embarrassment. It's a black eye for baseball. If it doesn't work in Tampa Bay. And I, I, I preface that by saying St. Petersburg, because Tampa Bay was never brought to the market, brought to the plate to have a swing at the thing. Give Tampa Bay two years, see what they can do, at least, before you just bolt out of the goddamn city. And, and I, but I blame both sides, Jake. It was all political bullshit. One side was, wouldn't let the other side negotiate. They never got on the same page. The, the plan was, was screwed up from the start to put that son of a bitch. Let me ask you this. Yes. If the Lightning stayed in St. Pete, would they still be in Tampa Bay Lightning? No way. If the Buccaneers played in St. Pete, they'd be gone. It's 600,000 old people and younger, lower-income people. All right. Montreal has um, 1.78 million as of 2017. All right. We have 4 million in Tampa, Florida, the 13th largest city in the United States. Hold on a second. The broader po- metropolitan area has a population of 4,098,000. So the, I guess the outskirts, like Tampa has all, you know, Hillsborough County, sure, this yeah. county, and I guess oh, yeah, Montreal, I would, the same thing. 4 okay. million people. So it's about the same. Oh, the, the, the outskirts, it's, uh, the, it's 4 million around Montreal. Right. Okay, the broader so, Montreal, metropolitan area. I was shocked, actually. I was looking at the census last night. The population of the city of Tampa is only 800,000. Kind of like Sarasota. city of Sarasota is only like 300,000. But the Sarasota County is almost up to right. getting up to eight hundred thousand, right. close to a million. Let me throw this idea. And I, I, when you talk about the Rays and the split, you're talking about families. If you're living in Tampa, you're at the end of the season for the kids at school. Yeah. All right, then they have the summer. Okay, so they can go up to Montreal. But the season starts for kids here in Tampa in middle of August. Season goes on until October, and plus possible playoffs. So they have to come back to Tampa anyway. Why don't you do something like this? And I, I haven't heard this idea 
yet. I did spin it by my son, okay. who kind of poo-pooed it a little bit, which pissed me off. What? Tell him who's in charge, goddammit. I, I tried, because to me it makes sense. Let me throw this out, All right. and you tell me what you think. All right. To make this work, the only way where you can kind of semi-satisfy both cities of Tampa and the surrounding areas of Montreal, the same thing, is if you go... The first series, let's say, home series is in Tampa. They go on the road. The second home series would be in Montreal. Okay, like and they just go back and forth. That would almost seem tolerable. If this thing has to happen, that's the only parameter. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, Way more sense so, than just playing April, May, and then getting the hell correct. out of there. And then we see them again in February. Absolutely. And by, by the way, Sternberg says, well, we're going to pull them out of Port Charlotte, bring them back to Al Lang. Oh, well, then Port Charlotte goes back to 1960. No, no, no. They'll get a team. The Rays are a home team. That, 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 you no, think if it, the Texas Rangers were still there, they'd have anything down there? They couldn't draw flies if they're giving away wheelbarrows for $100 bills. No, in that case, you're right. But I'm talking about if the situation was correct and they wanted to bring Tampa back to uh, the, the exhibition. Yeah, the a team game. would jump into Port Charlotte in a New York minute. Can I, can I bring one thing to the table? And I brought this up to our buddy Fernandes, who writes. A, apparently, he is a writer of some sort for a newspaper. you think he'd be on top of this. But then again, this is a guy who's dog-humped. My dog humped his leg for an hour and a half from the Super Bowl. I said, Doug, kick the dog away. He goes, what dog? The dog that just masturbated 16 times on your leg. you get to the point. <laughs> I said, listen to this. There's, I, did the, I, did, I did some research on this. I did some, did some deep show prep. No holds, the numbers are going to no get. No holds barred, Ozzy. The sports We're getting junkie, deep now with Jake numbers Jacobson. and busting it down. And I, and By the I way, I heard on iTunes and Google Play. Don't fuck around with anything. Just go download it. Click on it. And it's in your box every week automatically. L Squared has it on her phone. My mom has it on her phone. Spotify. Boom, boom, boom. I get it on Spotify. Do you, does it automatically load in? I don't remember. All right. Well, I did just. Because I've listened to the last week's show already two weeks ago. I'll listen to this tomorrow. I tell you, Bluetooth to your car stereo is just the, the greatest thing uh, ever. It's the best. You could pause it. Remember in the old days, and I, I'm going to lose my top, but I'm making notes. Of course you are. <laughs> you're, you're, you knew this. You were drive time radio. When the guy got out of the car at 530, your show was over to him. He didn't go outside. I was the knucklehead with AM radio in the kitchen. No, I would continue to listen to 620 and you got... Well, we were on uh, websites then and they couldn't listen on their computer while doing work as well. Right, but I always... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anywho, what here's we're a here point now, that, I, that has never been brought to the forefront. No other team in any sport. There are six Class A teams within 40 miles of Tropicana Field. Each team, I didn't know this, the Clearwater Thrashers averaged 2,600 for a home game. The Braden and Explorers averaged 1,500. I did all the math. It's almost 8,000 people, Jake. What other team has seven other little teams around it stealing their thunder? You, you take 8,000 people and put it with the, the 18,000, I think it is, that they're averaging. Or I'm sorry, it was 14,000 is their average. They're second. That's where my brain is right All right, there's 14,000. The, the raise, well, it's real simple. 14,000, they're averaging. For you, I'm frazzled. Less than I may. 14,000 they're averaging. It's second only to the Marlins. And worse. Yeah, I don't even there's, know if they're getting them in there. They might be tipping soul, eight, but they're not coming. 14, there's 8,000 people going to minor league baseball games okay. in Tampa okay. Bay. That makes, all right. Now Maybe move those goddamn terms. teams and those 8,000 people then go to the drop. And guess what? We're 22. We're right underneath the Toronto freaking Blue Jays. We're above Pittsburgh. We're above Baltimore. We're above the Kansas City Royals. I don't hear about any talk about them moving anytime soon. Now, here was my... No other team in any sport has seven teams competing for their same audience. Why is that never talked about? I Fuck the know. Florida State League. Move them, just, move them to the middle of the state where they have no, no baseball to watch. I'm sorry. 
And I'd love the Florida State League. How, how, if, yeah, I'll tell you one thing. If the Rays leave, we better get a goddamn team here at Ed Smith or I'm going to bulldoze the son of a bitch. And I'm going to be manager, too. You're my third base coach. Did you take your... Uh... Your pills, too. Dude, I'm, I'm mad, Jake. I'm really I mad. Know. What if your Mets were on the, on the very first leaving? You, you always reference about your father. When, and uh, I've heard that for years, not just from you, but, man, the, the Dodgers left New York, and I, I didn't, couldn't watch dead. baseball. They were dead. I, my, my Cubs were my Cubs in the 70s and 80s, man. They, they don't mean no, anything I, to me now. I They're a novelty item. I cannot fathom. My, look, if the Mets moved, it would be weird because it wouldn't be called the New York Mets. Would I root for them? Look, I live in Florida. I still root for them. The Jets, same thing. I guess that's a little easier pill to swallow. But I, I, the, the idea of splitting it drives me crazy unless, again, my brilliant idea of just rotating uh, back and forth home series. And my son's uh, reasoning for his kind of poo-pooing it. Yeah. He said, well, Dad, you do that. Where do the, where do the families live? I go, well... If they choose Tampa, they stay in Tampa. So the father, they don't see maybe for every three weeks. But that's the way it is for six months of the season. Then you get them for four or five months, and then the same thing happens. Or if you live in Montreal, the same type of thing. It's better than where you're split up or you're living, and then you have to leave and spend six weeks away from your father because you have to come back to Tampa to start your school season. It's fucked up. It's not going to work. It has to be voted by every owner in baseball. That is not going to pass. That is just like saying we we, we failed, and we're going to try to put some broken wheels on this cart and wobble back to the barn. I'll tell you what. It can succeed in Montreal because they get the second half. Again, you get a playoff run. Montreal's watching the Rays. Let's say this is happening now. It's not supposed to take place till 2024. So you got a few years. But let's assume it happening now, right? Yeah, so, I thought 2028. So, Montreal, 2024. That's what the lease runs out in 28. They'd have to buy out. I understand out. that, but I yeah, but their plan is for 2024. So if you're Montreal, you're watching the Rays game first three months of the season, two and a half months, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're watching them, and you're getting involved, and getting involved. And now you realize you're after the, you know, you're right around the All Star game. They're coming up to your area. Now they become your home team. If you're in a playoff race, they're get and ready to go. I mean, the fans want to go out there. So why would the Rays, who are going to be there for the first two and a half months, and they're just kind of kind of mulling around 500. They're in a playoff race, but why would people go to the games to know that they're leaving and you won't see them again? Why were they going to go? Anybody going to buy a ticket? First of all, the road trip they're on is horrible. I said it was going to make or break them. It looks like it broke them, but there's still a game up on the wild card. Who the hell wants to even go to this season? Why does Stu, why would he throw that hot blanket on a team that's in the wild card hunt and until last week playing very good baseball? He just pissed all over any uh any oh, momentum this team had. And he's all, yeah, that. God damn it. It, it, it does hurt. It and let me just, if I can quickly get to the numbers. He bought the team for $200 million. Everybody thinks he's losing money. He's not losing money. He bought the team for $200 million 15, 12 years ago. They're now worth a billion. Their operating revenue income is $280 million. Their expenditures are about 140 He makes 50 to $80 million with a new TV deal. 50 to $80 million. That ain't fucking, how is that broke? No. I'm sorry, Stu. You don't make $600 million like the Yankees. Tampa Bay is not New York City. It's not Chicago, and it's not St. Louis, and it won't ever be. You don't just get to say, well, I want as much money as the fucking Yankees. It doesn't work like that, pal. If you own a bar and it's out in Shitville and you make 500 bucks a night and I own one downtown and I make 5000 
You can't throw a fit and say, well, I'm on as much as he makes. Hi, 911. Yeah, hi, this is Jake. I'm uh, with the Aussie uh, Sports Junkie. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to be fucking... I got a man who's out of control. Oh, well, I'm passionate, man. I'm passionate about my teams. Baseball, as you and I have both discussed, baseball's day in and day out. It starts in, in September. It starts in February, which to me is still winter, and it ends in winter. It's your whole year. It's, your, it's day in, it's day out. You live, you breathe, you die with your team. If we lost today, we'll get them tomorrow. We'll get them tomorrow. We'll get them to... Baseball, football's one game a week as much as I love football. I'm passionate about that, too. This is going to rip thy heart out. And I'll tell you what, it, uh, these assholes going on, we'll get the next expansion team. No, we'll get nothing and like it. How did Sternberg think that the fans were going to be happy with this? How, how, what was he thinking? I don't know. Oh, and he throws out, and I, I understand what he thinks he's going at, where the economics are going to be great because the Montreal is going to come down in April and May. Really? And I, watch game. Here's my story on that. They come down anyway. Yeah, well, that's true. There's so many Canadians f- from Vancouver to Montreal to Toronto to Quebec. I see them every day in, in public. Sure. They come down all the time. It's it's not going to stop them or increase them, at least I don't think, for them coming down. And how many Rays fans are going to fly up to Montreal to watch games? None. They're pissed off. Uh, as, as I understand it, uh, the French Canadians hate us. What? And I don't see. I don't, I don't see know anybody. About in, that. I don't they might see hate Trump, but I don't, I don't think they see hate anybody. Us. Oh, they've had a long running this filthy American beef. <laughs> Spit on they you. They come to America. <laughs> they come to Florida every day. I go down to Publix. Then, I got to to buy brie but, cheese from Jake Jacobson. Like he don't even let me smoke cigarette in the store. <laughs> You're going into filthy your little man. This is, this is French, not Russian. We we the French What if the Canadians are in the goddamn postseason? There won't be a soul there. And by the way, they had their chance and they they blew it. I don't care about a bad stadium. I don't want to hear about a bad stadium. I, I do believe that if they put a team back in there and built them a nice stadium, I think Montreal would support them. I really oh, yeah, do. for about two years, and then they fucking start blowing bazookas again. Here's my impersonation of every Cubs ex was game in the seventies. There's two downers. Larry Parrish will come to the plate now. You hear it was like a cow getting raped in the background. I would. And I'd be like, I'd wrap that goddamn thing around the kid behind me's neck. They outlawed him for soccer. Wouldn't you think, and I guess this is Sternberg's idea, but wouldn't you think the Marlins would be more apt to move? I know they built them a new stadium, but goddamn, no nobody shit. shows up. They, they're drawing 5,000. And the, what's the population of Miami, Jake? About 15 million? Uh, uh, Greg, go for Greg made a point. He's going to be a Marlins fan. I said, nah, he oh, suck mine. You know, yes. No, I it'd will not like, be a Marlins fan. It'd be fan. like the Mets uh, moving or, or disbanding and you, you, I become a Yankee fan. It can't happen. Ain't happening. Can't happen. I, I kind of took a shine to the Florida Marlins their, their first few years because it was the only team in Florida. Hated I them. didn't follow them, but I, I, I didn't hate them. Oh, I hate the Marlins. I can't stand the Marlins. They're like the Florida Panthers. I hate them. I, pr- I, I hope that, that every time that they take a good beating... I just, I, I can't believe it. And I can't believe that dog and pony show. They had it at the, at the Dolly Museum, nice classy act too. And some guy went nuts in the hallway. I don't know if you saw the video of it. He went like batshit crazy saying, you're stealing our team and goddamn it, I'm sick of paying for all this bullshit. <laughs> Jake, I was there two weeks ago, went with my nephew at Father's Day. Al Square and I, my nephew and his, his little niece, we had two seats, about three rows from the dugout. This was in May where the home game would be in St. Pete. And I'll get to the new stadium that they plan on financing. That's going to be a fun one, too. As you know, as well. 
And we got there. It was uh, 120 in the shade. It was blistering hot. Just to walk to the stadium, we were exhausted. But the fifth inning, the ass fell out of the sky. It rained like holy hell. The game would have been canceled. And if even if it didn't, we would have been dying from heat exhaustion. You can't play baseball outside in, in uh, April and May. It starts to rain. By May, it's summertime. Forget it. It would screw the whole season up. What do you do then for a rain out? Does the rain out come back to Tampa? And by the way, uh. if there's no fucking money for a new stadium for the Rays... Who's paying for this half stadium? St. Pete? You put it deeper into St. Petersburg? They're not going because it's on 275 in St. Pete. Let's put it further where they don't want to go. The whole thing is fucked up. And it's just a desperate cry for a guy who's not making 300 million. He's only making 80. Don't you think if Stu put 400 million, they say 400 million would have got the deal done. That's according to T-Kraz up there at 620. Ebor City would have got the deal done at 400 million. He wouldn't budge from 150. He would have 150 at a billion-dollar stadium. That's an insult. Get real, man. He wants a freebie Raymond James, James Stadium deal. Those days are gone. They're gone, Jake. No city in America, I don't think, is going to give you a free stadium. Good luck in Portland. Good luck in Norfolk. Good luck in Chesapeake Bay, douchebag. Go to the Bahamas. I don't care. You're leaving the 13th biggest market in the country. And all I can say is Tampa Bay, you screwed up. 6.1 million people in the Miami metropolitan area. Yeah, and they're big sports fans, too. You ever go to see a, a, the, Mar- Everybody, the, the, the Dolphins? The, the, how about the Hurricanes? My yeah, Hurricanes well. get 6,000 until they're good. Yeah, until they're good. You're nobody, right. Sh- nobody shows oh, everybody up. Everybody loved them. Everybody's hog wild about them when they were all gangsters and, and killing people. And the Panthers and this beautiful new stadium they built Shit. right on the sawgrass. You they, know? I've seen. They had a preseason game, Jake. They drew 300 people. 300! Wait, at a Panther game? A preseason oh, game about five years ago. Stop. Well, they five, drew I'm about 300 now. people. Now they get half the stadium filled. 10,000, I, I know. Move there. Hey, how about a new, you want, you not a team, Canada? You need some more Canadian hockey teams. How about getting to the Stanley Cup in the next decade? And the Dolphins, they, you know, they don't sell out anymore. They go to the playoffs and said didn't even sell out. It's They're just... phony front-running fans. You call Tampa phony front-runnings? Let me ask you this. The Marlins have two Super Bowl, uh, have two World Series rings, correct? Correct. If the Rays had two rings, that stadium would already be built. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I would have to say. Yes. Okay. I, you know, I, I know I asked you the question to answer myself. If the Rays had two World Series rings, I don't know. That stadium would be done. I, I would think it would have helped, yes. So, so Stewie, if, if Stewie would have come up with $400 million, which he has, the team's worth a billion. Get a reverse mortgage. Look, he bought the team. He has to have some sense of idea that, you know what? In the future, I'm going to have to participate in okay. putting in a beautiful new stadium. Take some pride. The city will, yeah. look, you'll all prosper. I, His, I promise you, maybe you won't get as much as you think. Maybe you want 35000 a game. But I'll guarantee you build a spanking brand new stadium, put a good product in the field, you'll get twenty five to 30000 every game. And your income's up, so hence, not every single player, when he reaches their second contract, is gonzo to New York, Chicago, L.A. And that's getting old, too. I mean, I understand that there's no money there at the drop. We pulled $10 million out of his ass and signed Charlie Morton. I was, I was uh, shocked. Last year when they had to get rid of the catcher, who is he even on your team anymore, the yes, big Buffalo? Yes, he plays. He's a starter, but he, he probably plays well, two games straight, then he sits. He, had to, be, he had to be sent out of town, Jake, I, because I we him. can't afford. You're crazy if you think we're going to pay $13 million for a starting catcher who's a great with the pitching staff and hits and gets a lot of RBIs, clutch hits. That's a little high, don't you think? It's um, How much is the backup catcher? The third string on the Yankees probably makes 20 the bat boy makes 12 
And here's a little, I didn't know if I, in my earlier rant, when I got, I was so hot, I kind of passed out. The owner, who the owner in the uh, Montreal situation says he wants to come down here and immediately Brof, get involved. Brofman. Immediately get involved in it. Well, Stu says he doesn't want any partners. And then he says, well, he'd be willing to buy Stu out cause, so Stu could go buy the New York Mets. <laughs> Look it up, buddy. He's heading to Broadway. You know what I picked up because I was so depressed? That's why I was late today. I stopped by the record store. Have you been down to Cuban's Records there on Ringling? I have not. Well, it's because they closed in 1984. Um, if you were there, you could have picked up a new copy of the Dynamite New Offering from Miles Davis. And I thought, you know, it's kind of morose. I like the jazz. You like the acid jazz? I do. Do you like bebop acid jazz? I'll take it all. That's what she said. All right, you're listening to the No Holds Barred <laughs> podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor FM, or OzzyTheSportsTrucky.com. I got a newsflash so big coming in a couple of weeks when the football season camp opens. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a sh- it's going to be a game changer. And I know I like to blow a lot of smoke, and then maybe the the poof out of my mouth wasn't as big, poof as the results. This one is is poof proof, if that's a word, and I couldn't be happier. And more excited about it, Jake. And I'm pumped up for the football season. I just, I just can't imagine. I can't really imagine a spring training where I love my Cubs. I grew up in Chicago. They're the only team I still have some heart for. I mean, they won the World Series recently. But they, they're, they're so distant and so far away, as as, as Dollar Straits put well, it one time. You can say that, but you can watch them. The Rays are my the MLB package. I like to it. be the local team. I read the, the the ins and outs, the daily comings and goings. I watch them every night on TV, and I can talk to the local the, at the hardware store, the drugstore. Hey, how about the Rays last night? How about the Rays last night? It's, that, that community unity is going to be gone, man. I, You're never going to get it back. It's going to be a black eye that Tampa Bay will never recover from. I was talking to uh, my friend driving up here. Uh, my friend Joe from New York, who's a Yankee fan, he's come down this weekend uh, or next weekend, July Fourth weekend. Razor and Yankees, uh, Yankees in town, so we're going to go to the game. And I'd I, imagine there's a, a few seats sold for that yeah, contest, probably, yeah. especially now. With Fourth of July with the Yankees so, in town. He, he goes. So what's the what's the feeling? Why do people, you know, actually care? Why do you care, Jake? You're a Met fan, and I said, why? I said because I came in '94. They started their se- season in '97. I was doing TV. Right. I was covering them. I did sports radio. I said I'm not a fan where my heart pounds after a loss like the Mets. But I love baseball, and I love watching them, and I want to see them do well. And I, it would be an emptiness if they left. A I huge, want baseball here. A huge void. And that, that's what Sternberg I'm kept saying. I'm a sports saying. fan. I like going to games. Of course. And, and I mean, the, 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 the Mets are your A team. But it's, 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 it's how I fell in love with the Buccaneers. I was a Bear fan through and through growing up in Chicago. And for the first three or four years of going after the Super Bowl, uh, Bears win. And I got my driver's license. I went to every goddamn bucket Bucks game that there was, and it was back then. You get in for five dollars, and I said, you know, this. I'm more and more. I read about them every day. I follow every transaction. I kind of dig the colors. I'm getting. I know some people in the stands here, and it just that's how you become a fan because they represent you. And then I enjoyed calling my buddies in Chicago and saying, "How'd you like that beatdown? How we gave on you? Huh? Beat the shit out of you last week, didn't we?" Now, of course, I would have never done that when I lived in Chicago about the Buccaneers, but. It's by, by osmosis, I think you have to transform. The late, great Steve Dumick, 
That was one of the things he's pounded away on. You can always love your home team, and you can always have your heart with, with your Yankees or your Mets or whatever the sport, whatever team. But don't go out of your way to hate the local team because then you're just an asshole. I can't argue that. You, and you, I saw you at the Lightning uh, when the Lightning won the Cup. Hey, man, you uh, uh, head to toe Lightning fan and how yeah, could you not I mean, be? the Rangers weren't in it, so yeah, but for them. Yeah, but I, I didn't live and die where my heart sunk, but of I, course. I enjoyed the ride. Of not course. only doing radio and being with the fans and And you were that, there when the Bucks won the Super Bowl. The, right. The whole area, though, the between the light, Tampa Bay and Sarasota, the whole surrounding markets. And then you got to give you got to give a little call back to, to New York and say, hey, how do you like that? How do you like our Buccaneers down here, huh? I didn't say that. Oh, what are you going to be a cat a chastised? I just said this. It was a fun ride, guys. Well, you do you really care? I said, look, I wouldn't have cried if they lost, but it was fun because the whole city, right? And the again, not and just Tampa, the whole surrounding that's areas. That's what makes that sport so great, it man. Just brings this. It brings we, everybody together. Oh my God! When the Bucks, that when Ronde picked that pass off, and he took it to the house, and Deckerhoff's going, "We're going to the Super Bowl." Yeah, I'm living on Centergate, and neighbors I'd never you even get spoke to. Yeah. I get chills right now. Yeah. Neighbors, I had, I'd lived there 10 years. I never even spoke to some of the neighbors. We're out in the middle of the street. And then, God forbid, the, when they won that Super Bowl, Jake, we were pouring champagne. We, My front yard looked like Baghdad. We're marching up and down the street. The kids are screaming and uh, adults are hugging and crying. Sports is a... Why do you think they go crazy in these other countries for soccer? They live in Bryant and die and breathe with wins and losses because that... If their team oh, they're, wins, they're, they win. They're vicious there, though. It you represents be, everything you don't, to be, you don't want to be an opposing team, opposing fan at, well, at a game. You're, I, you're I'm pointing to territory. the fact how passionate they are. They'll stab you when they lose. All right. Here's a guy. Just so we were talking about the situation with the Rays before. Uh, is it, I can't believe we still have the jazz band. I kind of like the acid jazz. All I, was, right. I was trying to go for some uh, uh, morose right. funeral music. This is Oh, that isn't it. I got... We'll go for a little di- a different. Do you ever uh, listen to some Miles Davis? Are you a big jazz fan? I love jazz. I, I, in college, uh, a lot of my friends, uh, that's all they listen to, so I love it. Did you ever uh, uh, trip on low-grade mescaline and go to like the village and just freak out for like three days? Mescaline, I didn't trip, but I loved it. I've heard a lot about it. It was like acid light. No. I, to me, it's like your your adrenaline is flowing nonstop. You really? Wanna, you want to start laughing constantly. You have the best time. Your body is like chilled. I went to a Ranger game on <laughs> Mask in 19... <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, 79, 80, oh, that's 79, right. or something like and that. And you said Rod Gilbert's hair was all no, snakes. Rod, Rod wasn't on the team. This is, uh, <laughs> this is a different generation, but a very good generation of hockey players. The Duguay era and all that. Oh, and you, um, you put the gay in Duguay. God, is he a good-looking man. And... Uh, it was an explosion, pardon the pun, but it was an explosion. When you got a goal on, on mescaline in a playoff game, really? it was an out-of-body experience. You just, it was crazy. What are you doing tomorrow's race game? You want to add up? <laughs> There's nothing like it. I, I can't do these things anymore. I'm 60 no. years old. But, boy, I, if I can go back to a game or a day in my in my life to do mescaline again, that would be but it. how go crazy to a, was that? Go to a playoff game. Because I was the same way, Jake. You go to a concert. Of course, everybody just smoked pot. It was like yeah. cigarettes. You didn't even get high. You just got, got a little giddy. Because it was so weak, and you know, you got a nice glow going for the show, and occasionally you do the acid for concert. I never did acid. Oh, bad idea. Never did bad acid. idea in an enclosed yeah. environment. Never did it because I like to have a relief valve. Never did it. And oh, God. I never, want, I never felt the desire to hallucinate. No, nah. I wanted to be in control. I you, might have been, you know, good ha- call, good call, Jake, yeah. because you would have lost control. Yeah. And and the the good news is it only lasts about oh eighteen hours. All right, now. Jesus Christ! You're like just make it stop, make it stop, and the walls are bleeding. 
It just and wasn't something you're like, I wanted to try. Put on some music. Put on some music. I go, dude, there's something wrong with the speed on this turntable. <laughs> it's the worst. It's still out there. Kids yeah, still do it, man. Of course they do. Kids do worse than that. Either they're chewing on these tied balls of detergent. I, I don't. What the hell is wrong with this, people? I want to just yeah. go around. I want to. We should go have Ozzy and Jake's high school speeches to children and just get them on stage and kick each one in the ass. Did I tell you the story when I was on Mescaline and a Ranger playoff game in 1979? You know, no dick about <laughs> shit. I kick my own ass, Junior. All right, I got to just read a couple of things right. about the uh, the Montreal Rays split season. The Rays sought a positive, enthusiastic tone yeah, as the I team's like principal too. owner and president announced from the St. Petersburg's waterfront uh, they are intent to split the franchise home games between two locals, locales, uh, Montreal and Tampa Bay, beginning, here it is, 2024. Now, this is, so this is where we're at now. Now, I got to get to this one thing where he says, the, the, this is what I told you before, what he said. The Rays believe it's highly unlikely 81 games can work in Tampa. And if the plan fails, we're here through 2027 regardless, said Sternberg, repeating that he has no intentions of selling his baseball team. Now, a lot can change. If by 2027 this split thing isn't working, he's gone. He's bye-bye. Well, he, he, yeah, there's a, the line there that, that was erroneous is, he doesn't think 81 games can work in Tampa. He's not in Tampa. It, of course it can't work in St. Petersburg. That's been proven and beaten into the dirt. It, that's, it, no, that's staying valid. Staying. That's true. And then they, for him to keep bringing up that goddamn repurpose of the Tropicana field site, to build what? Tropicana Part 2? There's nobody going to go to that site. The stadium is just kind of inconsequential. It takes a real beating. But my God, the other uh, two weeks ago Sunday, it was air-conditioned comfort right behind the dugout. Had a hell of a time. Sure, it's inside, but it was either go to game inside or stay home and go. No, don't go to game. I love baseball. I'll go watch it in a, in a freaking uh, a, a parking that. lot. I get that, and I do. I, I do think they need a new stadium. But I do agree. If Tropicana Field was planted in Ebor City, it'd be beautiful. They would be putting in twenty five thousand every game. Absolutely, and the tickets to Bryson can then go up, Uncle Stewie. That's and guess another, what? That's another issue. You, you People don't think are that, not buying tickets that are cheap? You don't think that it. it that if and the, you can bring your own food in. Oh, I got into a blowout with this asshole at the front gate. The security's tight, and I like it because, you know, in this day and age we live in, I hate to say this, some nut's going to try to sneak something into a, one of these stadiums full of 50,000, and let's hope that never happens. But I always think that for the worst sometimes. I brought a bag of corn nuts. Are you familiar with this product? They're corn little, nuts? They're little baked corn nuts. I would like they're, that. They're very good. Oh, by the way, thanks for the heads up on the Bud Light last week. I've, I screwed up. I did. God, I, I Jake, Jake is my I, insider at Publix. I know, I know. I oh, by know. the way, Joe Furtaw, our Budweiser rep here, who's the sports junkie Budweiser rep, is now the sports junkie, uh, the chaotic band rep. I said, Joe, you got any orange gear? He goes, do I got? Do I have it? Can't give it away. I said, bring it on, baby, because really? I will be the voice of Bud, uh, Bud Light Orange. You live it. I live this beer. So I go to the chop, right? It's light. And it's not high, heavily in alcohol content. Somebody so. told me to go with the or, uh, the Blue Moon with the thing in it. Blue Moon's very good, but it Blue- is, but it's not. It's nothing like it's a very heavy stout. It's, it's a heavier beer, but no, it's I don't very like that. Blue Moon Light, spring their spring thing, the dark, I, you know, anything. Dark I like there. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. So, anyways, we go to the Tropicana Field for the Rays Angels game last a week ago Sunday on Father's Day. My nephew Cody had four seats, two rows off the, the Angels dugout. Beautiful. Parked across the street, walked over the bridge, no parking charge. 
No crowd. The game had already started. Missed half the first inning. Missed a low home run, but th- these things will happen. Got into our beautiful seats. No one around us. You suck, by the way. Nobody should ever, ever, ever miss the opening. He was late. He was Face late. Face off. No, you, I don't care. He's I late. Know. You missed it. I know. Well, I've been. You should never miss an opening pitch, opening tap, opening face-off, opening kick. Ever. If it's any consolation, we stayed an hour and a half after the game. That's irrelevant. You missed the first home run. Ah, That's big. Put down over there. What happens if somebody hit a grand slam in the first? You walked in. We missed missed, uh, Lowe. Brandon Lowe hit a bomb. We missed it as we walked in the stadium. See, I would have been so annoyed walking in there and seeing that. I know. Well, when when Emma and I go to a game, (laughs) we like to get there on time. And we usually call you and tell you if we're going to be late. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I go up. They've, 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 traffic on the field, it, it is what it is. I think they've, they've done an amazing job for, for an what indoor it is. Sta- for what it is. Yeah. But the, the best thing they've done in the last 10 years is get rid of that goddamn goofy state restaurant center field that no one ever used. You didn't know how to get in, get out. And all it did was block and take space. They blew out all sides. And now you can walk through it. It's a bar. Yeah. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, Tropicana Field sponsors the, 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 the uh, stadium, right? Tropicana. I think they're yes. in the juice businesses. Am I correct? That is correct. Okay, and then the main, bud, the main distributor of beer inside of that said stadium that, that's run by an orange juice company is Budweiser. Now, Budweiser, I believe, is in the beverage company, right? I believe they make beer. That would be correct. I, I go back and it faces if... if you, if they took the bar away, you'd look right into the center fielder, right there in center field. I By go. By the way, if you were on Jeopardy now with these questions, you'd be making a lot of money answering. I, I would be. I'll take a Bud Light Orange for six dollars, please, Alex. I. She says, "Oh, we don't have Bud Light Orange." I said, "They got Bud Light Lime, Lemon, Tutti Fruity, Bubblegum, uh, Vanilla Douche." I said, "The stadium is called Tropicana." It's shaped like a goddamn orange. They light it up orange when the Rays win. How do you not have Bud Orange? I was, she gave me a Bud Light and I spit in her fucking face. A dilly dilly. I will tell you this. Honestly, in all the years I've known you, that segment, that analogy, yeah. that was probably the smartest thing you ever said. It, only, it makes sense. I mean, Tropicana is an orange. I said, can I get an orange? Scoop it out and fill it with fucking beer, lady. <laughs> so you know what I did? I took one sip. I'm not even shitting you. I didn't spit in her face. I took one sip of that Bud Light as much as I love the Bud Light no, orange. Lime Bud Light lime com- tastes like no. horse piss. No, well, it's okay, but it's it doesn't even compare. I don't like Corona, Coronas with lime in it. I like this orange beer. I love it, and it's it's light, and it's fruity. Very light. And it's, it's, it, if you're kind of Beard out is where I was at a point in my life. I was beard out, and I'm really not a craft beer guy because I don't go out to a lot of bars to drink. I'm like you. I stay home. If I drink it, I'm on stage drinking. Speaking of on stage, if you're in the 941 area, this this, this Saturday is big. night, birthday night, this celebration. Saturday night, I'll be live with my band Chaotic. And Wh- oh, what area is that? It is the Hillview area in Sarasota, Florida, right across from the hospital, oddly so, enough. What's the name of the place? It's called the Five O'Clock Club. It's ah. been there 55 years. It's an icon, a legend, a staple. And I will tell you this, because I saw you, the veterans uh, did. You did, and I appreciate yeah, your support. You did. I, I knew you can play. I didn't know you can play like that, well, meaning... That meant with, a lot with to me. one hand. You were, you, were, you were jamming with one I, hand. That meant a very, very much a lot to me, because a lot of people in the same boat as you... I have my radio persona and I have my te- my on my musician persona, and they're all on display as you see them. But 
I'm not. I don't have a band behind me you right now. You are always you. Whether you're on stage with the guitar, you are being. I'm always you. you. You're passionate. You, you love know, it. You call you, me. You, call you, me a you ham. Reek of, of of just pure. <laughs> you're, you? you're a bless. Bo you're and a, orange beer. <laughs> you're in your element. It's just like here. The what, passion. To, but to see you play up there and just those I, fingers moving. I love it, man. I love music and I love sports. Sports and music is what's kept me. Oh. Sports and music, and I'm not bullshitting you, Jake. Are the you know, somebody once said that the sports page is the funny pages of, of our life. Sports mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. We have children starving and dying, and, and India's running out of water. My God, I read about that this well, morning. It's like going to a movie. It's you go out of reality, it, but, yeah, it, but the reality just, becomes reality. And it's almost laughable when you see the front page and 30 kids are shot, and then, well, Rays lose 2-1 to one on a one-hitter. Who cares? Well, it, but it takes right. you away. It, here's the thing. What I just brought up, which now makes sense to me, it takes you out of the reality, but then becomes the reality because, because it's real. we are fans. It's real. So, yeah, what's the big deal? Our team lost. You know what the big deal is? I spent money or yeah. I, I took my time. God damn I it. got we... involved. I love this team. They are my heart and my soul, yeah. and they blew it. And the, 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 game, the team in front of us lost, and we had a chance to get a goddamn game, and we blew I, it. You think I want to act this way after a loss? You think I want to be pissed off for oh. a week after a jet loss on a Sunday? Oh. No, it sucks, but I can't stop. Being pissed. Because it feels so goddamn good when you win, and it feels too great, the camaraderie of your friends who are fellow fans. And there's nothing like it, man. And I want to see that back in, in Tampa. I want to see that back because I've seen a split, a division of Buccaneer fans. Talking about split. And it's gotten ugly. It's gotten ugly, and it's gotten violent, and I don't like it, and I'm going to do my best to bring what I what little voice I have. I mean, who could ever hear me, like, before a game or something like that? Um <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, you you remember, you, you're a Jet fan. Yes. And, and you sit, and you had season tickets for umpteen years. Uh, 30 years. Sit with your buddies pre-game, post-game, on a Wednesday, doesn't matter. Yeah. You guys can argue about, hey, why the hell didn't they run on that fourth, yep. on that third down? Why the hell is this guy in and that guy's down? Why didn't? Why are we throwing deep on first down? But I've never heard an argument. This quarterback's the best thing ever. You don't know anything about football, Jake. And you say, he's the worst thing I've ever seen in cleats. How do you have that divide? <laughs> there's, there's never been a greater divide on this quarterback in Tampa. We'll, we'll find out on the well, field. I, we'll but, find out on the field. That, that, He's got one year to prove himself. I, I grew up, uh, as you know, a Jet fan. So during the 80s, when the Jets had the sack exchange, they were, there was the split between Richard the side Todd. of Matt Robinson and Richard Todd. I was a Matt Robinson guy. To me, Richard Todd should have been a linebacker. Right. He was a big guy. Like a big guy, big shoulder pads, the whole thing. Matt Robinson looked like a quarterback. He threw a beautiful ball. And that was the divide in New York. It was divide in the papers. This is what you talked about. Robinson or Todd? How Todd, was, Todd came as a high pick out of yeah. Alabama. And Matt Robinson was like a throw in something. I don't even know where was he Was Richard came Todd from. in that Marino 82 draft? No, that was Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien, Ken O'Brien. Who was a very, the second best quarterback the Jets ever had besides Namath. It would have been Chad Pennington if it wasn't for his injury. Who lived in Sarasota for a while? Is he still around town, you know? Uh, his family had a uh, place in Laurel Oak. That's well, it, all I know. It's a, it, I, I, call me crazy, and I'm, I like to be the eternal optimist, but I, my optimism on this Buccaneer team for the last four years has really gone it's gone south. Well, I, re- I thought when they brought in Deshaun Jackson along with uh, Mike Evans and then O.J. Howard, the two sure. tight ends, I thought that was going to be a big year. And it started out great Look, because he was suspended and, and, and Fitzpatrick went to nuts. But as predicted by you and every other Jet or Bill or wherever he's played, I had not seen the guy uh, in action like that. He shit the bed after two great games. And then he 
Whatever. One good, one bad, one good. He wasn't the answer at 36 years old. Yeah, good backup. A guy who can fill in. Somebody gets injured for four or five games. If he ends the season, uh, you know, the last three games, and sure. he has to get him in the playoffs, he could do it. He'd be in Tampa, but he wanted $13 million. You don't pay that for a backup quarterback, and he'll probably have two good games in Miami and then shit the bed down there. I just don't know this Tampa Bay, what they're thinking, not addressing the offensive line, which protects this quarterback that they swear to God is the greatest thing to slice bread, and not even looking at bringing in a running back. I thought David Johnson would be number one on priority. Or Le'Veon Bell. They didn't talk to either one. They got three backups in the goddamn Cardinals. And they're going back with Roho Jones, who I sat down with some guys up in Tampa who seem to be in the locker room a lot. Look, over the... Appears Ronald Jones, Jake, suffers from crippling anxiety. They have... Hand of God, read it online. Well, look, they have had many, many changes in the coaching staff since uh, Gruden left. And, you know, they got excited about Lovey Smith. They got excited sure. about, uh, what's his name? Turd uh, Cutter. Dirk Cutter. And now, you know what? You, this is the way it goes. You got a new coach coming in. You got to be at least give Arians, who's been successful. He has. He is a personality. He's had a great if, success with quarterbacks with it, Big Ben and, and Andrew Luck and, and uh, gotta Joseph give Palmer. Ch- got to give him a chance and have some enthusiasm. Have a I positive do. attitude about it. If, they, if Cutter was coming back, they, I don't think they'd sell 10,000 season tickets. That, I mean... He, he never robbed a freight train, but he had no enthusiasm, and he he kind of acted like he was coaching the Patriots or somebody. Somebody forgot to tell him uh, they're not that you're not that great of a team. You need to get out there and bust your ass and, and step your game up. Look, Bruce Arians proved himself uh, in Phoenix, and I, I I love him anyway. I think getting him on TV and giving him a little exposure. He might not have been the best uh, analyst, but he was a fun listen to, and he's a good guy. All right, stand by, Jake. Stand by, he says. We might have. About for me, yeah. I'll still go to games until they leave. I'll go periodically. I will too. Will but you support the team? Yeah, will but you boo them. No, but I'll, I'll heckle Sternberg like you never fucking heard. I was going off on him. They have this in-house lottery system. The girl goes, "We have a raffle. It's fifteen thousand dollars." I go, "Really? Can you tell us more? Um, how does the number? Is it a ping pong ball? I don't know. How do you find the number? I don't know. Well, how do we check our our digits? Oh, you got to download the app." Okay, so Lori, of course, being the gambling degenerate that she is, she buys 100 tickets. For how much? No, she bought 40 tickets. For how much? 40 tickets for 20 bucks. So, 20 bu- wait, for, you, 20 bucks, you got 40 tickets. Yeah, you get two for a dollar. It's not $40 a ticket. 50 cents a ticket. Okay. So here comes the score. Here comes the eighth inning. But and here's s- the lucky raffle number on the raised scoreboard. You split it, right? With it, something goes to charity. Right. And I have a feeling it's the Stu Sternberg 401k. Oh, stop. Don't, don't be like that. I said, where do you see the number? Oh, you got to download the app. Oh, lo and behold, the Wi-Fi shuts off in the eighth inning. So they go, here's our today's lucky number on the scoreboard, fans. Three, two, one, gone. Three seconds. I couldn't even take a picture of my camera. So as we're leaving the stadium. We have stopped and had a couple of suds down to the brew house and stopped in, bought the uh, my lovely little niece and Cody's daughter some bullshit. She wanted some Ray stuff. I'll tell you what, what a good kid he is. They had a giveaway, a fanny bag little thing for the kids, and we got there too late. He asked every damn person, and there was 25000 there until finally one woman gave him the damn thing. At any rate, I said, damn. I said, let me guess. No one won. She goes, no, it rolled over. I said, there's Sternberg just lost three hours of interest on that Fucking 401k. God you damn. can be. And a you cop. Are, the cop just even chuckled that. I said it after the game. Though. When does Stu come out and scrape the popcorn off the floor to resell it on tomorrow's popcorn? God damn him. <laughs> 50 million is not enough, Jake. 80 million is not enough, Jake. I want 300 million. Who's your number one villain? What do you think the uh, What do you think the Mets gross? What do you, What is their take home profit every year? Do you have any idea? No. Well, I'm going to look it up and tell you later tonight. I bet it's it's got to be higher than 
50 to 80 million. I'm not sleeping until I get these answers, so you better well, do it. Well, the problem is this. The Rays, what's the TV deal for the Yankees? 300 million? The Rays get 50 because it's not New York City. Well, of course not. Do you, do you hear that the Royals owners want to cut their heads off and say, we're fucking out of here, you pussies. I want a goddamn news. But don't forget this. Sports I fans. like Kaufman Stadium. I do too. With the, with the, with the, uh, and they re- they did a lot of work out. They there. just won a World Series. And they did a, well, 2015. Yeah, but they gave up again. They're back to being a Triple oh, yeah, A team. The worst. But, um, but, <laughs> the worst. But, but it's a good, they uh, do you a remember of- a certain guy? I think his name was Glazer, saying, oh, "We're going to Baltimore. We're going to Baltimore. Baltimore. See you. We're not going to pay for a new stadium. Hula hands is not acceptable. So long, everybody." And they were gone. That was short lived. But Tampa ponied up a guy in that new stadium. That ain't coming to do his way. And I don't think there's a city in this country that's going to give him a new stadium. No effing way, my friend. All right, on that note, I'm about out of juice on this. All right. Stan, we're going to take a quick break because Jake's got to get out of here. He's got to get down to batting practice for the... uh, He watches the batting practice on the MLB channel. I'll bet you do, too, don't you? Do you? You know, they have batting practice around the cage. I do. Why not? I guess I guess I better really my my idea better come to fruition with the uh, Mexican baseball or Japanese baseball being on TV because that'll be the only thing I'll ever freaking watch. All right, let me leave you on this note. All right, C sharp. Hopefully, I'll see you at nine o'clock this Saturday. Try to come out, man. I'd love to see you. June 29th. Give me a lot of. It's your birthday celebration at midnight. Five o'clock club on Hill Street and uh, Hill View. Hill View, and you'll be able to see Ozzy and his band Chaotic. And they are nuts, but they are damn good. Well, thank you, buddy. And I would, again, thank you for the music. How about this one? Guess what else came out on June 30, 1967? Sergeant Peppers. Lonely Arts Club Land. But I will say, for people who haven't seen a guitarist really do it. That's very nice of you, buddy. It's, I'm just, cheers, buddy. Thank cheers. you. I love you. And let's love talk, you I hope we can talk about something better next week. Good times are coming. Football's coming. Jesus. After about a three-week break, I think hockey camp's open next week, Jake. And NBA starts tonight, I believe. That's how we're <laughs> Back after this quick timeout on a rare commercial break on the No Holds Barred radio show on the Aussie Radio Network. It's Aussie, the sports junkie. This whole thing is getting out of control. What the hell are you talking about? He scores! Max Talbot beats goaltender Osborne like a rented mule! Headline to Reading, the Bucks are the pro champions of the world. Unfreaking believable! And now, here's Ozzy. Alright, we're here at People Ozzy the Sports Week back for hour two of the Friday Freak Show Extravaganza. Heard worldwide on the Aussie Radio Network. They're going to go to see the Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, uh, Anchor, Anchor Bar. I mean, there's so many ways to listen to the show. It's really incredible. Anyways, we're joined now by a guy who I've been chatting up on Twitter, and I've, I've pretty much given him the, not the cock block, but the cold shoulder because of technical troubles. But now I got him on the line. Tampa Hootie by way of Jacksonville. Hootie who on a Friday. I know you're passionate. Where do you hurt, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm just ready for football season. What the hell you do up there in Jacksonville? Sell uh, Jacksonville Jaguar paraphernalia? Talk about uh, a team that can't draw flies. Why don't they move up to Montreal? Well, 
I'm going to say this right now. First of all, I will never, ever wear those colors. Those colors offend me because I am a true Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. Well, at least they did away with that that uh, Bondo helmet. That helmet for the last two years was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It was still shiny in the front. You know when you do that cheap Bondo job in your front yard to fix a uh, bru- uh, dent in your car and it just looks like shit for about a month before you finally get a pro to do it? That helmet was disgusting. And I'm telling well, you right now, uh, big dick Nick Fold, he's already had two huge contracts coming off career years. Predict just go ahead and set your watch that he will suck in, in Jacksonville. He'll be out of football in two years. Oh, I guarantee he'll be out of football in two years. And yeah. The helmets and all that, they were, they were the laughing stock in the NFL. And, and everybody who's a, who I'm a friend with and that up here in Jacksonville, I'm like, y'all want to mess with our jerseys? Look at your jerseys and your helmet. Yeah. Another, another thing, Hootie, to get back to, to concentrate on our Buccaneers, I'm sick and tired of let's worry about Let's not worry about the jerseys anymore. Hey, the more people want to argue about the goddamn jerseys than want to argue about the, who's inside the jerseys. Because I got a newsflash. When the team wins, they would look good if they were wearing Penn State whites, just completely blank, with a T on the side of the helmet. So let's, let's not concern ourselves. Actually, for the record, next year the, the uh, contract on that particular jersey runs out. I hear that they've got an alternate helmet that's going to be all steel with the red pewter, uh, the flag adjo- adjoining the side of it. But... Let's concentrate on what's on the field. We got a new coach coming in, Bruce Arians. I thought it was the ultimate hire for the Buccaneers. It's very much like Gruden was to passing up. Dungy couldn't get him to the next level. Not that Kurt Cutter had any kind of success like Tony Dungy did. But there's a guy, he's a proven winner in Bruce Arians. He hasn't won at all as a head coach. He's won a Super Bowl, oddly enough, in Tampa with the Cardinals. Or I should say with the Steelers over the Cardinals. He's a guy who's used to playing in the heat. Another thing is going to benefit him. He's in Tampa Bay. He, you know, they've they blown this thing up, Hootie, his, his relationship with Jameis Winston. He coached him at a fucking uh, youth camp when he was like 12 years old. It's not like he talked to him every weekend after games. He's saying all the right things. We'll see how it plays out on the field. Trust my, mark my words, though. Another couple of four-pick learning curve Jameis Winston Sundays, and he's got the hook. He's not going to watch this guy. He's not going to go into the ground like the space shuttle throttle up with Jameis Winston. He's got Blaine Gabbert for what that's worth, and he's got uh, Ryan Griffin, who made more money without ever stepping on the field, I think, in NFL history. It's, it's all... What do you think? Well, to be honest with you, I think Jameis... We should stick with Jameis, 